Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chicago Justice Show. Thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. I'm your host, Tracy Siska. I'm also the executive director of the Chicago Justice Project. You can find out more about um, our transparency and accountability work and our research at chicagojustice.org. Today on the show, we're going to be covering basically one topic, which is recent research we published last, ah, last week on our website, and that research was uncovering a hidden suspension for S Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown. This relates to his time in Dallas. He spent almost 30 years there, rose from the rank from a new hire uh, patrol officer all the way to superintendent. And um, basically our research uncovered that he had a suspension for lying multiple times during an internal investigation. Something that the mayor didn't tell us, something the police board that was involved in selecting him to be on the shortlist did not tell us. Um, so today's show is basically an interview, features an interview with Lauren Cole, an intern from the Chicago Justice Project um, from the University of Chicago who wrote up that research. We published two pieces. You can find them on our homepage. We published two pieces last week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. The one on Tuesday is strictly about uncovering the, um, talking about the suspension and um, the details of it. We have embedded in that page on our site, the paperwork from the actual suspension. On Thursday, the piece on Thursday is actually about, um, hold on one second, thank you. The piece on Thursday is about who knew about that suspension, right? And who didn't tell the public? This goes to the mayor, the police board, and others. And what about the media coverage? Why did they miss it? So we talk a little bit about that in the second piece. Before we get there, I want to talk to you about sponsoring this show. This show goes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. We would like to stream all kinds of other events, including city council meetings, Cook County Board meetings, and only General Assembly meetings. We need resources to do that. You can help with those. We would really appreciate it. Visit chicagojustice.org or email us at infochicagojustice.org or... Hit us up on where you're watching us now, which is we're having issues with Facebook. So it is Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Hit us up with any of those. Drop a comment in and um, we will get you information on customizing a sponsorship plan. Also, if you have questions, the the interview with Lauren is pre-recorded. It was recorded earlier today. But if you have questions about it, drop them in the chat in any of those platforms that you're watching this. And I'll be happy to answer them once the... Uh, Interview is over. It runs about 18 minutes. Um, so I'm going to go to that now, and I will see you on the other side. And uh, if you have any questions, again, drop them in the chat, and I'll be happy to answer. Lauren Cole, thanks so much for jumping on with us one last time. Thank you for having me. Okay, everyone, for those who don't know, Lauren authored two uh, shortish reports for us last week on our website, one being about current CPD superintendent David Brown's history in the uh, during his 30 years in Dallas and basically was able to uncover something um, that was never that was kind of covered up in Chicago I will say it, it was a cover-up both the police board and I'm convinced the mayor had to know about it they covered it up it certainly calls into question the legitimacy of the process to nominate him and then the second piece which we'll also talk about today talks about who probably knew about um his history and what they covered up. So Lauren, if you could just take us uh, kind of methodically through 
what is this incident in Superintendent Brown's history that um, the public didn't know in Chicago? Sure. So uh, FOIA documents reveal that he had pursued a vehicle onto or into oncoming traffic and submitted multiple reports containing false information while he was working for the Dallas Police Department. Um, basically, he and a partner were working an off-duty job. They observed a stolen vehicle, attempted to stop the driver, but um, a car chase ensued. They went up the wrong way on the LBJ freeway. Um, the, the car chase ended when the suspect's vehicle hit an oncoming vehicle. Um, then the police vehicle collided with the suspect's vehicle, and they chased him on foot and ultimately uh, arrested the suspect. Um, when the traffic division investigators began to review this accident, the collisions, Brown had told them that he had not pursued the suspect's vehicle into oncoming traffic and rather had backed up the entrance ramp to the freeway. Um, and he also reported that the police vehicle had not collided with the suspect's vehicle at all. Instead, the suspect's vehicle had like slid into the cop car. Um, and, in, and then instead of accepting responsibility for his misconduct after he was issued a suspension, uh, he doubled down and submitted to a polygraph, which showed that he was being deceptive in his accounts of the incident. Um, and then after being issued this, the suspension, he also attempted to appeal it to get out of it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So we have a super a person, David Brown, who becomes superintendent. And this is wrong when you say, what is wrong with the police accountability system, not only in Chicago, but around the country? Here's an officer that lies more than once to initial investigators on the scene, I think to supervisors, and then through the appeal process and then the um into the to the polygraph lies 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 doubles and triples and quadruples down on those lies and still moves up the ranks within dallas so that's one issue police accountability systems we've known it in the 80s through today are broken so that's one issue but then we get to the point is well so this the police board by city ordinance is supposed to um put out a call for applications for police superintendent, take those in, review them, have a company that does background checks, and then um, and then they're supposed to give the mayor a short list. And then the mayor is then supposed to pick from those three. And the process ideally is supposed to work where the mayor has no influence on in who gets on that short list. Is that what happened when the, with the selection of Brown? Not in this case. So it was reported by the Chicago Sun-Times that the police board, you know, knew who Lightfoot wanted. And then when presenting their final three candidates, um, chose Brown and two less qualified candidates uh, in order to make picking him more obvious. Um, and then the very next day, Lightfoot picked Brown. Uh, which, you know, does not give enough time for any sort of community input, um, might not give enough time for uh, various people to check into his background or even the media um, to understand which candidates might be best for the position. Right. So more historical context. This is a practice that's as old as day in Chicago. The police force uh, created in 1960. Is um, Basically, it's supposed to be only around for a year because they needed uh, some entity that will allow O.W. Wilson, who wasn't a resident, to run the police department. The public liked the police board, and it stuck around. It gained power over years. Part of that is to do the selection of three candidates. 
Daly didn't follow this. Rahm Emanuel didn't follow this. And most um, obviously when they fired, when Rahm Emanuel fired Superintendent McCarthy, what he did is he let everyone know, um, I'm sorry, the police board picked three candidates. He gave someone the job. It wasn't politically the person the Black Caucus wanted. So he rescinded the job offer the next day because that's the kind of guy Rahm Emanuel, soon to be ambassador to Japan, really is. Um, got to question that choice. And then he gave it to uh, Commander, I think at the time, Eddie Johnson. We, know, we all know how that ended in flames with him lying and being an alcoholic and drunk in uniform with his weapon and passed out in the car. But to allow this to happen, the police and fire committee, I'm sorry, the public safety committee, which Lauren has also wrote about this summer. You can check that out. It's also on our website. It's an amazing piece you did. Um, basically held a two-part hearing or two hearings in the same day. The first hearing was to change the law to allow the mayor to hire a police superintendent who wasn't on the short list. Then the mayor hired him. And then they, the second one was to revert back and to change the law back so that the next superintendent would have to be on the short list. This is how these things operate in Chicago. So when you're looking for a change in the Lightfoot administration, it's just, there's no change. Now, as I remember the media coverage, Lightfoot, from your reporting or your writing about it, Lightfoot was talking to candidates before she even got the shortlist. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was reported that uh, she had, well, she had stated as early as December 2019 that she had been considering Brown. Um, and then she had also done reviews um, and interviews with applicants before the finalist names were made public. So well, what was gonna happen? I mean, and this will never happen, but what would have happened, do you think, um, if none of the, if Brown and the other people she interviewed weren't on the list? I mean, I, we'd have a different superintendent for sure. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty amazing. Um, for those who aren't on our website all the time, we are um, lining up for a lawsuit both against the mayor's office and against the police board. We sent in FOIA's Freedom of Information requests last summer, a year ago, to the police board to get all their electronic communications regarding the superintendent search anything that wasn't privileged like hiding because people who applied who didn't make the short list are um, have the, um, they're, they're told they're, they're not gonna be outed for applying. And I agree with that. That seems good to me because you don't want their current employer to know they are trying to get a new job. That's fine with me. But anything about Brown, especially the finalist candidate and the one who gets picked seems to be open. So we're gonna be suing the police board in, the, in this fall. And also the mayor's office has refused to release emails and electronic communications um, about anything they had to do or communications with the police board or any other agency about the superintendent search. And I think what you're gonna find there is that mayor was probably exchanging emails with her staff about the people they were interviewing and maybe with the police board, letting them know who she wanted on that short list. Uh, one of these days we're gonna, people are gonna vote in change that actually is change. Um, we're so far from that though. Okay, so that's piece one. Listen, everyone, we have, his personnel file, we have that. On the website, if you go look at the report embedded in that, Lauren did a great job. Embedded in there is 
his file, the, his the parts of his personnel file that apply to this suspension are there. You can see all the letters, all the, the paperwork. You can see the letter from the city manager finally saying, no, no, no. We also agree with everyone else who's also agreed that you're lying. How you lie all that many times and get a two-week suspension, um, I'm not really sure. So it's all there for you to review. Let's move to piece number two, which I think um, is even more interesting to some extent to, for me in that I want people to understand when they read these two pieces, we are not saying, although you could argue it, and maybe I will say it at a future point, that Brown is necessarily um, unqualified to be superintendent. You could argue that either way um, at the moment. That's not what we're saying right now. What we're trying to communicate, and I think Lauren did a great job of it, is that you have to question, this is about questioning the process. Lauren laid out, like the mayor was already making calls to candidates. The police board knew who she wanted. She picked the person the day after the, the police board announced the person. It's about the process, transparency, and having any integrity and belief that the public officials that are involved in this um, are not trying to cover stuff up. And my belief, because the mayor is a very smart person, I know Lori personally, she's super smart, um, an ex-assistant U.S. attorney, you don't get that job being dumb. She knew about this. They did a background check. And she knew about this misconduct and she covered it up. She didn't tell anyone. She, and I think the reason she picked Brown the day after was to speed up the process as much as possible, um, speed up the confirmation. So Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit about what piece two is uh, dealing with? So piece two asks the question at the time of his confirmation, who knew about the suspension, um, right? So we kind of look through uh, the process of uh, Brown ultimately becoming superintendent um, and sort of go down the line with it. So did the police board know from their background check, right, or in reviewing his history, was that incompetence on their part? Was that intention on their part? We don't really know. Next, we go to the mayor. Did the mayor know? Unclear. Lori would need to tell us herself. Um, so then we go to the uh, public safety committee members and members of the Chicago City Council that ultimately confirmed him, right? We go through his confirmation hearing, nobody there asked many questions about it. And we later um, asked aldermen themselves if they knew about it. And they said, no, this is the first time we're hearing of it. So it's clear now that uh, the alderman confirming him did not know about the suspension. Um, and obviously the public and media did not either. Right. And that to me, that to me is the great sin of it all. It's the cover up. Um, it's the cover up. It's always the cover up, right? I, we can, you can have your thoughts on whether or not he should be qualified to even keep the job or if, have obtained the job or keep it now. Um, I will probably weigh in on that in the not too distant future, but I wanted this, these pieces and Lauren's work to focus on the, the system that was in play that allowed this all to happen. Uh, one of our volunteers, Michael Cassidy, did a great visualization that's embedded in the second piece, which allows you to pick by alderman and by question type, uh, the questions. You can view them, the questions, the alderman, the, it, it, uh, it runs right to the part of the video for you, so you don't have to fast forward or anything. Um, but you can go in and look at the questions each alderman asked and the responses from Brown. It's really um, a great job. And that actually also comes from uh, Kelly, a researcher for us, and um, there are other ones I'm forgetting right now. I think her name was Anna. 
Um, but this all comes out of our CJP Nation. This is a project that probably had five or six um, different interns and volunteers involved. And Lauren got to uh, take all of their work and write it up. But clearly, the alderman didn't know because there is not a single question about any of this um, at the confirmation hearing, which is just a sin. Lauren, you read his book. What did he say in his book about this time of being suspended and lying on multiple times in a misconduct investigation? Nothing. Uh, what we did get a lot of, though, was quotes about accountability. For example, trust is the most important factor between a community and its police force, and the only way to, learn, to earn it is through complete transparency, right? So we are hoping that Brown will uh, stay true to his word and what he said in his book um, and be more accountable and transparent in the future to do policing better. Yeah, we do. I think that's pretty funny. Now, just to give you a little context, ladies and gentlemen, for his lies, um, the person, and Lauren can correct me if I'm wrong, um, the, the, the victim in that head-on collision that was driving the right way and the offender was driving the wrong way, that person survived, if I remember right. And I think that person also was able to give an account to the police. So Brown lied about what was going on, knowing there was an eyewitness, and then doubled down. Um, which at least shows you he was committed to his lie. He was very committed to making sure to make that lie stick. Um, we have been contacted, um, CJP has been contacted by a source. I won't name the person, although he hasn't asked me to, but for now, I'm going to keep his name secret. That supposedly is a retired Dallas police officer who has told us that they knew the traffic investigators knew Brown was lying right away. It was incredibly obvious that he was lying, and they tried to give him um, at least according to this source, multiple times to back out of the lie, and he refused to do so. Um, so it's just, it's so sad. All right, so um, we will be putting a link up, and I'll probably show it later in the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Channel 5, uh, Paul, Charlie Wojowski did a story on this, interviewed Lauren and I, um, so we'll be, I'll be showing that in a little bit, but also um chip mitchell was tweeting out i haven't found the audio yet on wbez but the mayor has had to be questioned about whether or not she knew and she basically said i don't care about what happened 30 years ago and um i'm not going to tell you whether i knew which um i heard this from the um what was the, the pentagon papers right that that um show uh, that movie it's a non-denial denial, right? She's not saying it didn't happen. She's not saying it happened or whether she knew. She's just going to avoid the question. I hope more of the media picks it up. Um, that remains to be seen. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, any last thoughts about all the work on Brown's stuff? Uh, there was another quote that uh, Chip Mitchell had put on his Twitter from Brown, and I just wanted to comment on it real quick, but I want to yep. make sure I'm getting my quote right here. take me a second to pull up here we go uh 
Here it is. Uh, in 2010, Brown told the Dallas Morning News he was naive to be blindly loyal to a fellow officer. He said it was a lesson learned that shaped the cop he would become, which I think is kind of interesting because Brown was the senior officer in this case. So blaming the other officer feels a little strange to me in this situation. Well, you're a hundred percent right, and um, I've got to go capture that quote. You're a hundred percent right, but if you look at his 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 governing style of the department, all these do all he does is point fingers. It's everyone else's problems. It's a court's issue. It's about bail reform. It's about the prosecutor. It's never about him or the police. They don't have responsibility for anything, um, and that's more of it. He was the senior officer. He wasn't just out of the academy. He was five, four or five years on the job. Um, that, that, um, that's, that's just bogus. And the reality is that to me is an admission. He, that's as close to an admission as you will see, ladies and gentlemen. And one of the things I think the media should have pressed him on, did, did you lie to get an admission about whether he actually lied? I think that's kind of an admission, but he doesn't flat out say, yes, I lied. Right. And he's, um, he's never had to answer that for that in Chicago. And that should be something that would be prompted by this work and uncovering this is, did you actually do it? Um, we'll see if that comes. I don't think it will. Um, we're not going to let it go. Let me tell you that for sure. Um, and we got more FOIAs going into Dallas. I won't tell you why, but we have more FOIAs going into Dallas about Mr. Brown. So check back in about six months. All right, that, Lauren, thank you so much, both for these and for all the stuff you've written for us this summer. Really appreciate having you with us. Thanks for having me. All right, we are back live. So yes, Mr. Brown, Superintendent Brown lied multiple times in a misconduct investigation. Get suspended. This is how broken the police accountability system gets suspended only 15 days back in the 80s. Should have been fired. I remember when we talked to Jody Weiss about our police board report. He was superintendent of the Chicago Police Department at the time. This was back in 2009. The fall of 2009, we were released right before their budget hearing. Released some point in October, I think. So this is probably early October, late September of 2009. We did a study in the police board, and we remember showing those results to Jody Weiss and having a conversation, him and his brust, I forgot his um, first name, but he was like head of accountability for the police department at that time. And basically they were blown away about how few people get fired for lying. They get found guilty of lying. Like the police department tries to fire in the, 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 um, Police board finds them guilty of lying but doesn't fire them. This is what happened with Brown. But it happened 33 years ago. Now you might ask for something like that. Well, why is it irrelevant? I think it's, as I said in the video, it's less relevant about, although we could argue, and I'm trying to get my head straight on where I come down on this, whether or not that disqualifies him, excuse me, from being superintendent. And I haven't made a firm decision on that yet. But what it has done I think is it, it, it talks about the system that's in place. The police board didn't tell the public. The mayor didn't. They all just covered it up. The mayor did interviews with people before they were even on the short list and then picked immediately the day after and rushed it. Okay. And as I said in, that, in the video, go read both pieces. They're amazing. Go look at the paperwork for yourself. But remember on that second piece, you can go 
and we have a great Tableau visualization for you there. You can click by all of them and see all the questions asked, and you can watch the video question and answer of all of them. You can also go by subject matter. You can go by the type of question. All of that is in that visualization. You can go look at the confirmation hearing and what Alderman did or did not ask Brown. And what they did not ask Brown was about the suspension because they didn't know lying multiple times in the internal misconduct investigation. They didn't do that. Why? Because they didn't know. They don't have staffs to research these things. The media should have done it. And the mayor and the police board should have been forthright about it. The media now, I think, is more burned by us uncovering it and showing that they didn't do their jobs. And they're more they're so burned by it, they're not doing their jobs now, which is this should be on the front page of every paper. It should lead the newscast. The mayor and the superintendent should, and the police board should have to answer what the hell happened. Why didn't we know about this? And the mere fact that they hit it means they thought it was a disqualifying offense. Maybe it is. I guess I haven't made my mind up yet. But they thought it was. Statement of conscience, right? You show by your actions what you're thinking. They should have disclosed it. Now, the media did nothing about it. For the most part. So... Our second segment here, real quick, we're going to do, we're going to watch a video from the only basic news stories. So basically two news stories. One NBC did a full news story on, on our piece the day it got released. Then BEZ on Friday, Chip Mitchell, who I think is the West Side Bureau Chief or something like that, um, tweeted out some comments the mayor made on BEZ. You can go look to our Twitter feed at CJP Just Praj, P-R-O-J, and you can find it, or Chip Mitchell's, or B-E-Z's. Um, the mayor made some comments about us 33 years ago, I don't care, and um, um, I'm not going to comment on whether I knew or not. That's a non-denial denial. They should have kept pressing her, and every media paper should have had that on Sunday in the paper, did or did you not know, right? But they didn't. But let's take a look at the only real full-blown media hit we got, and then we'll come back and discuss it. Right now at five, we're learning about a disciplinary suspension in Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown's past, thanks to an investigation by a Chicago group. It stems from an arrest he made decades ago while a police officer in Dallas, Texas. The investigation report alleges that Brown lied about how he made that arrest. NBC 5's Charlie Wojciechowski is on the story for us, and he joins us live with what he's found out. Charlie? Well, Allison, that group is called the Chicago Justice Project, and they've got a hold of Superintendent Brown's personnel records back when he was a cop in Dallas. Now, typically, a suspension is something that does show up in many cops' files. It is not out of the ordinary, but in this case, the organization says it does raise some questions about transparency. The incident in question happened almost 34 years ago here along the LBJ Freeway in Dallas when Brown and another officer attempted to stop the driver of a stolen vehicle. They followed him onto the wrong side of the LBJ freeway, ultimately ending when the suspect collided with an oncoming vehicle. When traffic division investigators began to investigate the traffic accident, Brown had told them that he had not pursued the suspect's vehicle on the wrong side of the freeway. But rather than admit to what happened, records uncovered by the Chicago Justice Project show Brown doubled down on his story. So an investigation by the traffic division showed that the reports were untruthful and containing false and misleading information. Brown appealed but was suspended for 15 days. 
This is the suspension letter. I think it's part of the cover-up may be actually worse than the crime. While the authors are careful to say that a suspension should not disqualify Brown to be superintendent, they say it does raise questions about the selection process. A process that followed Brown's retirement in Dallas and praise over his steady handling of that department after five officers were killed in a targeted sniper attack. That none of this was ever made public. Did the, now we have questions, did the police board know? Did the mayor know? And did none of them make this public? The Chicago Justice Project says what is needed is more transparency and more public input, some of which is part of the department's new plan for a civilian oversight panel. But I hope, if nothing else, this community board, this community commission, draws out the process and brings in more transparency. And I think in both of those aspects, it's well-situated and well-empowered to do both of those. We did reach out to both the mayor's office and the Chicago Police Office of News Affairs. We have not heard back from either party yet. Reporting live outside of Chicago Public Safety Headquarters, Charlie Vorcha, Husky, NBC5 News. Charlie, thank you. Okay. So, not a terrible piece by any stretch. Couple problems, though. One is, they frame it upon him lying or this issue with an arrest 30 years ago. No, he lied multiple times in an internal misconduct investigation, period. What he lied about is an irrelevant thing. He got found multiple levels in appeal, the um, lie detector test, all of that happened. He lied multiple times in an internal investigation, misconduct investigation. That's what he did. So that's one problem I have. The second problem I have is right now, to date, for the most part, outside of her comments quickly on BEZ, which was, I'm not going to talk about it, the mayor and the superintendent have been able to go without answering. That cannot happen. NBC, the Tribune, the Sun-Times, CBS, ABC, Fox, WGN, they should be hammering her on this. They should be hammering the police board members. Did they know? Did their investigation uncover this? Why was he on the short list if they knew he had done this? They're not holding anyone to account. Nothing. If you're Lightfoot, if you're Brown, if you're the police board, why would you not keep lying and covering up the way you did if this is what you get when it happens? Right? You know, I saw this meme on Facebook. It's the less you steal, the harsher the punishment. The less the you know meaningful the corruption or problems, the 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 more punishment you get. The higher you get up in the chain, right? The less you get punished. The police board members should be held to task every day until they answer. That the executive director of the police board, Max Caproni, same thing. Mayor Lightfoot, same way. You admitted it was reported, I think, in the Sun Times. I think Lauren talked about it in the video in the last segment. You talked to all the candidates before. You had interviews with them before the police board even made up their mind. What did Brown tell you? Did he tell you about that? How do you feel about the superintendent, David Brown, firing people for officers for lying in internal investigations when that's exactly what he did 30 years ago? Hello? When I criticize the media, this is some of it. They're not, they're falling down on the job. Now, there's not a lot of them left, but they're falling down on the job. They have always enough reporters to cover the next act of violence, 
and as if it never happened in Chicago before I saw this. You see these reports of violence. It's like, oh, my God, this happened. Yeah, that happens every year in the city. Probably 10 times, 15 times, 50 times a year in the city. But they don't have enough to hold the mayor's feet to the fire about the cover-up involved in hiring the superintendent. The fact that this is basically the only report, and BZ did question the mayor a little bit, that's it. Superintendent Brown's hold media, he's held press conferences, hold his feet to the fire. Ask him every damn time, every press conference. Every reporter should just sit there and ask that question. Did you lie? Did you tell the mayor? Did you tell the police board? He's going to have to answer you at some point. At some point, they're going to have to answer you. Don't let the no comments last. But that's what they're doing. It's so frustrating. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. We will be back next Wednesday. We're taking Friday and Monday off for the holiday. We'll be back streaming next Wednesday with an interview with Deborah Witzberg, Deputy Public Safety Inspector General. Um, she authored a report on ShotSpotter. It made a lot of news last week or the beginning of this week also. We're going to be talking to her next Wednesday, uh, in-depth interview about that report and ShotSpotter and all the problems with it. Even though the city just re-upped the contract for it for a couple, I think 20, 25 million, somewhere in that range. Down from 33, but still, nonetheless, a complete waste of money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you Wednesday at 530 Central. Thank you very much for coming. Oh,